0: How is it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of High Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Pinland, joined by Ben Gorwitz on Thursday, October 20th, 2022. Ben, it's been a long journey, man. We're now on NFL week seven, college football week eight. Flying by. I know. Honestly, I needed to slow down, man. It's October, it's October already. It's about to be November here in no time. I hate how quick everything goes by, but we live for the weekend, Ben, and we live for our bets football all of it's coming up guys um Ben you want to recap for us real quick
1: yeah let me pull up uh I should have had it pulled up last week was a rough one for me overall um I went one and two on podcast picks in college football you went oh and two in college football so not a great week from us in college but In the NFL, because I gave out two picks in the Seahawks game, first quarter and first half both hit, I lost my other two. So I went two and two in the NFL. You, on the other hand, went 4-0. and What a weekend for you on the podcast. What a weekend for you overall. You swept.
0: Yeah, man. I think that's my best uh, week I've ever had on NFL. So hopefully I can keep seeing things the way I've been seeing them lately. And hopefully we can keep cashing, man. You know, it's kind of frustrating, too. I went two and two on college football. And of course, the two I gave out on the podcast are my two losers. I know. So.
1: Overall, it brings you in college to 10, 13 and two. It brings myself to 14 and 12. Um, you in the NFL are nine and five. I'm 11 and seven for the podcast. we're still profitable, we're still positive, Um, but but we're getting close to that 500 marker after a rough week.
0: Yeah, yeah, hey, well, you know, Ben, let's get back, right? Um, Think you're long overdue, I'm overdue in college football, so let's do this thing and start out in college football. Ben, since you are the picks leader for college football, you got to start us out here.
1: I'm going to go to the college game day, game of the week. Um, UCLA is undefeated rolling into Eugene, Oregon, a one loss Oregon team that's playing much better since their week one blowout loss at Georgia or neutral side, Georgia. Um, the number is really high and it's high because both teams can move the ball. UCLA plays with their high pace of play. Uh, Oregon's really good at finishing drives, especially when they get to the red zone. But when you have an over of or when you have an over under of 72, you need everything to go your way. You need a lot more red zone appearances to turn into six or seven than they do three. Uh, You can't really afford red zone turnovers. You can't really afford short field. It's a high number, even for these two teams. I'm going to take under 72. I'm also going to be a weather weenie. There's supposed to be rain Friday and Saturday. I think it's tough um, to do everything you want to do in your playbook when or if it is raining during this game. It says 85% chance on Saturday, and a 70% chance on Friday. I'm really hoping the meteorologists in UG don't let me down because if it's not raining, it's going to be a sweat because these teams can score. But in the rain, that's a lot of points. Asking for everything to go right. Give me under 72, Oregon, UCLA.
0: Ben, I hope they don't either because being a meteorologist is the one job you can keep and be wrong a lot of the time. So bad. I'm still struggling, guys, with this college football card. Um, I do have have my max play, though, ready for y'all to go. I'm going to give that one out as my last pick out of these because I like to go in rotation order. I'm going to slide in the 330 window. I got number 13, Wake Forest, hosting two and four Boston College Eagles. Um, I'm going to lay it. Minus 20 and a half here with Wake Forest. Look, guys, think about it this way. Clemson goes on the road to take on Boston College. It's the red bandana game. The spread on that game is 21. Here it's 20-and-a-half. Clemson at home probably gets a four-point bump up, so it probably should be 24 for them playing on the road. Wake Forest had to go to overtime to play against Boston or to play against Clemson. They almost beat them. I think Wake Forest is the second-best team in the ACC. Sam Hartman and company is going to absolutely throw the ball all over them. I mean, this team could not stop the Louisville pass game or run game at all. I think Wake Forest does whatever they want to with that little mesh like run-pass RPO type offense that they run. I think this is going to be a bloodbath. I think Wake Forest names the score of this game. I think we get covered this by halftime. I say Wake Forest ends up winning this game by a final score of 48 to 10. Give me the Demon Deacons to handle business.
1: I'm actually on this as well. It's on my card. Um, so that'll be my second play. Um, my last play is another total. It's Iowa at Ohio State. Uh, over 50 is what I'm taking. I think Ohio State gets close to this number themselves, personally. Um, I know that Iowa statistically can have a good defense. Um, Here's the way I kind of looked at this was Ohio State, like in this matchup when it's 50, and I think Ohio State's getting me into the 40s. I agree. I'm only asking for a minimum of 10 from Iowa. And I look at Ohio State, they gave up 10 to Rutgers. And then I went to Iowa's schedule. Well, Iowa won at Rutgers 27-10. So if Rutgers can get 10 points on Ohio State, if Iowa can score on Rutgers, I know that it's Ohio State's defense, but Ohio State's a much better offensive team than they are. They gave up 20 to Michigan State. I know it was on the road. They gave up 21 to Wisconsin, 21 to uh, Toledo. Some of these bad teams can score. They're not coming close to beating Ohio State, but you can score on Ohio State. If Iowa can get me 10 I think Ohio State can cover. If Iowa gets me 13 in this game, I honestly think that's a lock. I know I should never use that word, but it's over 50. I think Ohio State gets us 80% of the way there. I'm just asking for a little push over the ledge from Iowa. Give
0: me over 50. Good news for you, Ben. I can actually get you 49 and a half. So hopefully not Um Also, too. This kind of something interesting here in this game. The team total for Iowa is over under nine and a half. It's
1: right on the marker that I needed it.
0: I was going to say, if you haven't taken it yet, I would maybe just take the team total over nine and a half. Cause you know, I feel like if they hit the over, you're going to have to have that team total hit. So. I do, but I
1: don't want to just sit there watching this game, <laughs> just <laughs> pleading Iowa to score. I just want to let it happen. So I looked at the Ohio state team total. I think it's like 30, six or 37, 38, something around that range, uh, instead of the over, I just think if Iowa can just get me something, an early touchdown,
0: and this is looking great. Well, the good news is for you, Ben. I do like this bet. The bad news is for you, you're probably going to be like I was with Georgia, South Carolina, where you're sitting there when this game is basically over screaming at the TV, praying that they score a touchdown, but I think you'll be all right um next game up on the slate here I'm actually gonna go to the seven o'clock window ESPN another big game ranked on ranked matchup number 24 Mississippi State goes on the road to Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide Alabama is a 21 point home favorite and this is out of principle pick here Ben I'm gonna take the 21 points here with Mississippi State look I think this game will be competitive for a little while. Mississippi State has lost by a combined score to Alabama the last two years of, of get this, 90-9. to They have gotten embarrassed the last two years. I think this is the best team they've had by far. It goes back to my Mike Leach and his third-year stat here. I just think this line's downright disrespectful I think the Bulldogs have a decent defense I think they have a good offense and I think they should be able to throw a little bit on Alabama kind of like Tennessee did last week I think Alabama ends up winning this game but th- let's put it this way I don't think Alabama is ever going to be a danger of losing this game but I think this game stays in like that 17 to 10 point range most of the night I think that Mississippi State covers the spread what do you th- what do you think about that pick Ben? I mean,
1: I don't hate it. I think some people have heard, and I don't disagree. It's like, well, Mississippi State runs a fairly similar offense to Tennessee, um, so Alabama mm-hmm. might be more adjusted to it now. The difference is Tennessee throws ball down the field a lot more. Uh, Mississippi State just kind of gets chunk plays here and there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've seen anything necessarily that you could trust. So I don't hate
0: it. Yeah, I just think it's a lot of points, and you know the other thing too. Kind of to go back to line functionality here. I think back to Arkansas. So Alabama's on the road playing Arkansas. Arkansas is a is a seventeen point uh, road dog in that game and, or home dog. So think about it. I'd say Tuscaloosa is probably a three and a half four point adjustment for home field. So it's also you,
1: it's homecoming there today uh, that week that game.
0: So also though too, don't you all have LSU on deck?
1: They yeah, there's a buy in between though.
0: Okay, okay, that doesn't back me as much, but still, though, when you think about line functionality, I mean, I'd say the line's about right. But the way I look at it, I think Mississippi State is better than Arkansas if they play each other on neutral. All that being said, I just think that this is a spot for Mississippi State to cover, you know, and not get embarrassed. Um, yeah, give me the Bulldogs to cover here. Um, last one here, so we can finish up college football. We'll circle back to some of the bigger matchups after we're done. Um, Pitt, the four and two Panthers, go on the road to play Louisville. Um, Louisville is a two and a half point favorite so Louisville's off a buy and Malik Cunningham it, and uh all three of their running backs didn't play last game against Virginia who they ended up beating Virginia is downright terrible guys anyway though Pitt I think the wrong team's favorite here guys Pitt has a very stout run defense actually one of the best in college football they should be able to stuff this run Slovis game. play um Slovis should weird. be playing so that they should be able season. to stuff they should be able to stuff this run game for Louisville and they have a lot of good playmaking DBs and we know how bad Louisville is throwing the ball. I just think this is a bad matchup all around for Louisville. I think the wrong team's favored here. I mean, Pitt, they the reason why they, I mean, they lost to Tennessee who they played with who's now the number three team in the nation and they lost to Georgia tech because they turned the ball over four times in that game. So, I think this is Pitt max motivation spot. They come out here. I mean, Pitt's got to think, man, they can still win the coastal, you know, like North Carolina, they still got to face off with them and they're going to have a chance to go to the ACC championship. They need to handle business here. I like Pitt and and me. It's two teams moving in opposite directions, in my opinion.
1: To help you out, um, Louisville's – I mean, Louisville's rushing defense isn't bad. I think they're 54th in the country, but Pittsburgh's Uh running back is an absolute freak.
0: Yeah, didn't he have like six touchdowns in one game?
1: He hit 365 yards and six touchdowns last week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll take that all day, man. Let me rock with the Panthers one time. Um, All right, Ben, let's flip over here to NFL. I'm the picks leader on NFL, so I'll start us out, guys. I saved the meat of my picks for the NFL here. First game, I'm going to one o'clock kickoff um, in Ben's old home, Nashville, Tennessee. Got the Tennessee Titans hosting the Indianapolis Colts in a quick turnaround revenge spot here for the Colts. Give me the Colts plus two and a half, two unit max bet. Colts have covered six in a row as a dog. They're four and one ATS on the road as a dog. They're seven and three ATS the last 10 times at Tennessee. Frank Reich is 17 and six against the spread versus winning teams on the road. Last week, the Colts changed their offense actually to a no-huddle offense. And y'all saw how that turned out with their best output yet. Matt Ryan throws for over 400 yards. Also, to Jonathan Taylor, Quiddy Pay, Shaq, um, Shaq Leonard, and all the out offensive linemen all practice this week are expected to be back playing as they move Phillip Lindsay back to the practice squad. Um, Titans also rank 30th in pass blocking. I expect to force Buckner, Pay, and Shaq and Shaq Leonard to get after this. Uh, I keep wanting to call him Shaq Barry to get after this. Uh, front the, the front squad of the of the uh, Titans also too. Think about this, Ben. The Colts have weathered the storm. They still have a winning record here. And on top of that, they really have Shaq, uh, Shaq Leonard has played in one game and he broke his nose in the first half and didn't return so they basically haven't had their best defensive player arguably the one of the top three linebackers in the league all season long This team feels like a team that's played with a lot of adversity and is getting healthy and coming together at the right time, also to Tennessee think about their wins. Okay, they beat the Colts. That's the only team they beat with a winning record. Other than that, they beat the, uh, the Raiders. Colts need this
1: one in order to win the division because exactly. you go it's down easy. 0-2 to the favorite and it's over.
0: Exactly, guys. This is the individual matchup. We saw the Colts get their revenge. I mean, they beat up on the Commanders, the Raiders, and another garbage team. I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. They don't have a re- – they and the Colts. I guess the Colts aren't a garbage team. But still, though, they have two unlegit wins. Colts, revenge spot. Yeah, I kind of – I don't disagree if I, wh- why not just buy it to three though? I just don't like buying points. It's minus pl- it's minus one thirty five to buy a point, And that's just, I just can't do that out a principle. No worries.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to take a side, I'd take the Colts. Um, I'd probably buy it the plus three, but I'd also maybe look at the under in this game, but, um, the most ratty line, one of the most ratty lines of the week is Jacksonville minus three in, uh, in Jacksonville against the Giants. Yeah, I'm falling for the trap. I don't really care. Um, I'm taking, taking Giants plus three. Uh, there's two things I know that travel in football. It's uh, offensive line and defensive line strength. The Giants win that both in this category. Their offensive line has been blocking very well for Daniel Jones, giving him time to make plays, run outside the pocket if he needs be. Um, and their defensive line is so good. This Giants' defensive line is unbelievable. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, since he's been playing, has looked pretty good. Um Ojalare, when he plays, look good. Um, I'm blanking on the defensive tackle right now, but he can get after the quarterback as well. This this team's getting pressure. I think they get to Trevor Lawrence, pressure him a lot. Um, they're playing well. I'm going to take Giants plus three.
0: Ben, I haven't bet this one yet, but I'm actually with you on this bet. I like it a lot. It is probably going to end up on my card as a one unit. The Jags do not cross over well playing against the AFC or against the NFC. NFC. They're terrible. Yeah, the Jags have lost 18 consecutive games straight up versus the NFC dating back to 2018. And they're two and sixteen against the spread in those. On top of that, since 2012, they're four and thirty-nine straight up versus the NFC and eight and thirty-five ATS. Um, also too, since 2009, the Jags are three and nine straight up and two and 10 ATS as a favorite against the NFC. And I would love to also query out of there that year they went to the AFC championship. I guarantee you that would make it. And they're more
1: talented. They're more talented than most of those teams with those stats other than the AFC championship team, but they're still the Jags. Like they're not that good.
0: No, I'm I'm with you on this one. It, it, to me, it, this line just doesn't make any sense. I think you got to take the Giants here and play the hot hand. I mean, this Jags team when you when you look at the Jags now, you know, for, okay, they they started out the season 1 and 2, you know, or 2 and 1, I mean, they two and one, yeah, you know, with the big upset against the Chargers, you know, you look at them that way, but now it kind of looks more like they took on a team that had a lot of injuries that did had a quarterback that didn't practice all week. I mean, you lost to the Commanders okay, you beat the Colts in a spot where you own them historically, you know, like this is a spot where they've owned them historically. Then they beat the Chargers. Then what have they done after that? The Eagles, I mean, this is a game they went up 14-0 on the Eagles, and they ended up losing the game 29-21. So they got outscored 29-7 after that point. Um, They lost to the Texans at home, and then they also just lost to the Colts last week. So, I mean, you look at the Jags now as compared to three weeks ago, I think this line's pretty far off in my opinion. Um, next game up here on the slate, I'm going to go stay in the one o'clock window. Um, I'm going to take the, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with my other max play in the one o'clock window. I'm going to go with the Detroit lions plus seven on the road at the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all might think this is a good spot for Dallas to bounce back. I don't think so, guys. You look at the teams that Dallas has played. They keep having big game after big game after big game. I they get up for this one. I don't care who plays quarterback here, Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott. Doesn't matter to me. The Lions last time they played, so they had a they're coming off a bye, but the week before that, they played the Patriots and got shut out. Teams that get shut out since 2015 are 20 and five against the spread in their next game. Um, I think this Lions team, I think you'd like to take the Lions and Dan Campbell when they're underdogs, but big underdogs. So this team doesn't seem to give up. Plus seven is the number where the back door is always going to be open. I think the Lions are going to be competitive, though, and keep this one a game. I expect Dallas to win this game by field goal. Give me the Lions plus three or plus seven.
1: I'm going to go Seahawks, Chargers over 50. Um, I look at this game. You look at the Chargers, obviously, they're so talented offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, so they played Denver Monday night. Denver's a really good defense. They only got nineteen points. That's fine. I mean, they Denver's got a really good defense. Then they played Cleveland the week before. Cleveland's defense is not good, and they were missing the uh, defensive ends in that game. Chargers got to thirty points the week before. Houston's defense is bad. They got to thirty four. Yeah, they started the season bad, but the last three weeks, two of them, they've played bad defenses and they've scored thirty or more points. The Seahawks. They can just score some points. This is ridiculous if you look at them. Like, okay, they scored 19 last week. Weird game against Arizona. Week before 32, week before 48, week before 23. This team can put up the points. We know that there's no home field advantage in the Chargers stadium for them. I think the Chargers win this game. Don't get me wrong, but – the offensive line for the Seahawks has been very good. Charles Cross at Mississippi State is protecting Geno Smith from the blind side very well. I think, as long as you can protect Geno, I th- really think you can move the ball in this Chargers defense. I don't know why they're not playing better than they are, but there's a lot of stars. I mean, Joey Bose is hurt, which is a, a big loss. But I think the Seahawks can move the ball in this Chargers team, give me over 50.
0: Yeah, I endorse this bet, too. I'm probably going to end up playing the Chargers, actually, minus the five here in this spot. But I agree with you, Ben. I think this team can put up a lot of points. Also, Keenan Allen's probably going to be back. He was limited in practice mm-hmm. this week, but it looks like he's probably going to be back and able to Which is to play so it. big
1: for their offense. It opens yeah. such so many things up.
0: Absolutely. It's absolutely huge here in the spot for him. Um, last game on the slate that I'm looking at here in the NFL right now that I have an official on at least – the Cleveland Browns are going to go on the road here and take on the Baltimore Ravens. The Browns are plus six and a half in this game. Um, and I'm going to ride with the underdog again. I'm going with three dogs here in the spot. Look, AFC teams when that they're a road underdog of three and a half to seven and a half after hosting a non-divisional opponent, which their offense massively underachieved. Those teams have gone three. 32 four and one against the spread on top of that guys the Ravens have not been finishing games they've been possibly able to win every single game but haven't been able to finish off um also too we saw last week with um the defensive coordinator Martin Gale from the Giants he was court he's the uh coordinator now for them and he used to be the Ravens defensive coordinator and he should kind of shut them down and showed the blueprint how to beat them well the Giants or the uh Browns have good rush-ins as well. They should be able to do the exact same thing. Also, too, when you you look at as well, historically, teams that see Lamar Jackson a lot tend to have more success against him. And also, too, the Browns have seen multiple running quarterbacks this season. They should have, be able to put up a decent blueprint to stop Lamar and Co. this week. I like the Browns plus 6.5 to cover.
1: I, that's it for my official plays as of right now. Um, the one lean I have is the opposite of you. It's Ravens. Um, Lamar and Mark Andrews were, they missed practice. Um, I would imagine it was precautionary, but until I have further info on that, I'm not going to do anything on this game. Um, my reasoning for the Ravens minus six and a half, or at least thinking on it, everything you said was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, there's one thing I believe in with the Ravens is that they beat bad teams, especially at home. Okay. So week one. They played the Jets. We didn't know anything about the Jets, so let's assume they were a bad team, especially in week one. That's a win. They lost to Miami. Miami had Tua. I think we all think Miami's a good team when Tua plays. They beat New England in week three. At that point, New England was a bad team. Then they lost to Buffalo, best team in the NFL. Beat Cincinnati, not a great team. And then they lost to the Giants. You can think whatever you want about the Giants. They're five and one. You can't call them a bad team. I think Cleveland is a bad team, uh, especially defensively. Lamar beats bad team. So that's, that was my reasoning for it. It's pretty simple, but I haven't played yet. Cause I, I need Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews to play.
0: Hey, fair enough. Fair enough to each his own. It's only a one unit bet. So, not like you're going against my strongest one. Um, I don't think there's really any other games in the NFL we need to discuss for the week. And honestly, not that great of matchups. Um, Let's go back there to a little college football here and talk about some of the bigger games. Ben already touched on Oregon and UCLA. I do actually lean UCLA plus six and a half. And that is a potential. Yeah, formate. I lean that
1: way. I just don't want to take a side.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Chip Kelly's got this team kind of in the I, – I feel like Chip Kelly is coaching his best football right now, and this team's playing really, really well. They have pretty good rush-ins too. Um, Has he I, never
1: been to Oregon, by the way? Is this his first time back? I thought someone said that, and I was like, how is that possible?
0: Really? Uh, yeah, we need to look that one up. Uh, that's a, a good call. I come didn't even think about that. This is a Chip Kelly revenge someone game. Someone told me that
1: and he, they're in the Pac-12, but they're on different sides. Damn, so I man, I might have been. to
0: – yeah, damn, I'm going to have to take that one. Um. Yeah, we need to look that but up. But the thing
1: is, it's, like, it's not like a revenge spot. I think Oregon likes
0: Chip. They should like Chip Kelly, shouldn't they? Yeah, they definitely should. I mean, he took like, him to a he national should championship.
1: Get like a, he should get like a video montage, I feel like.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or wait, was he the coach? I don't know if he was the coach when they went to the national championship.
1: Yeah, he coached
0: Mariota. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so he was. Yeah. Um. That was right. But they didn't would...
1: fire him on like, bad terms. I think he was just... Failing, yeah, What's no, he it? did. He would know he, he
0: went to the NFL, he went, to the yeah, NFL. he was on the Eagles, yeah, he, he didn't the coach Mariota. He, yeah, he should, he was still the coach, so he went to the Eagles and the 49ers. He was a good coach on the Eagles, oh, then yeah, he was terrible 49ers. on the 49ers. So he actually did coach that when they went to the national championship. That and then he went to the NFL and tried. Okay, so that is a hey, that's a good point. We need to look that up. We'll I'll look into that later and put that out on Twitter. Um. Let's go, though, to number 14, Syracuse, undefeated 6-0, playing against Clemson, a battle of the undefeated. The total in this game is 50. Um, The spread on this game is at 13.5 now. If it was at a full 14, I might bite on some Syracuse plus 14. Um, I think that Syracuse doesn't – uh, have that great of a pass game, but they're really good at running it and muddying the game up. I think the under is the best bet in this game, but I mean, playing against Clemson at home is a bad spot, but I will say it's a good thing for them. It's not a night game, so that saves them a little bit. I would never bet against Clemson in a night game, but nope. I, th- I think it's under pass in this game.
1: Yeah, I think it's under his pass as well. I think the only thing that's interesting is uh, defensively, both these teams are very good at stopping the run, and both mm-hmm. these offenses like to run the ball um so that's why it would be under a pass for me
0: yeah that could bode bad though for for the under the fact that they're both gonna be doing that there's actually at 330 guys there is a pretty decent card um let's talk about this one because the line kind of stinks here uh seven and zero, Ole Miss ranked seventh in the nation is going to travel on the road to take on LSU who's five and two this is the SEC on CBS game of the week um Ben why do you think that LSU's favored here and would you take them
1: um, I don't, I mean, they're obviously, it's very hard to play in Baton mm. Rouge. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, it's definitely, this is probably one of the biggest trap lines. There is in college football. Um, because, but I think the Ole Miss seven and that was a little astricty. they haven't, mm-hmm. they don't have a win like it would be in Baton Rouge. And I don't think they've won there in a very long time. Um, they play there every other year. Um, honestly, like, I feel like an over in this game could be the play. Okay. Um, I think, I think you can score on both these teams. Ole Miss is, I don't know what happens on defense, but it looks like they just shut down every once in a while and teams can boat race them in a specific quarter. I I don't have a play on this game. I feel like the line tells you to take LSU.
0: The line's definitely telling you to take LSU. This is definitely like a pros versus Joe's kind of game. Like the casual, wait, the number seven. But I don't trust Daniels. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like, trust me, guys, pros, like, pros versus Joes doesn't always, I mean, the pros don't win every single time. They don't win 100% of their bets. Um, I feel like, though, this the casual fan looks at this game and is all over Ole Miss. The professional better is all over LSU here. I mean, this is basically saying these teams are even on a neutral and they're giving LSU home field. Um, and it is a home field. Yeah, man. I mean, I I'm not gonna bet this game. LSU is about middle. Is giving up 146 points per game on the ground. Apparently, their big nose tackles out too, so they should get gashed oh, on the nice. ground.
1: Run the football. Yeah,
0: I did not like though what I saw to the Ole Miss defense last week. I mean, it could have been though the fact they got up 21-0 and they kind of started sleepwalking versus Auburn. But I mean, I, w- I will say that they got Auburn. Well, they, a did lot the of long- bef-
1: they did it uh, um, did they the week. They did
0: it
1: Vandy. Vandy, yeah.
0: Yeah, or they let them? Yeah, I mean. I don't know, man. I don't really like this. I will say too. I watched the Georgia Tech versus Ole Miss game. They ha- they house Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech drove a lot up and down the field on them and just turned the ball over a couple times. So I think this game's just. I think this game is a total stay away. Let's be honest. You work too hard to bet on this game for most people out there. Unless it's you have it's a, a stay away. Unless you have a big edge, please text it to me because I would love to hear it. But I think that's about it um next game up here another ranked on ranks we got number 20 texas going on the on the road taking on number 11 oklahoma state cowboys the line on this game is six and a half over unders at 61 spencer
1: sanders has the hurt shoulder but uh, he's playing
0: Mm -hmm. so there's gonna be 23 mile per hour wind blowing from end to end so it's not crosswinds um Yes. I think let's put it this way. If Spencer Sanders is healthy and actually in his shoulders, not that bad, he's actually able to throw the ball. Then this line is way off and Oklahoma state has tons of value. But if what's I believe to be true is true, I think that Texas is probably going to win this game. And Spencer Sanders is more hurt than we think. Cause I mean, I texted Ben, I was like, we owe Spencer Sanders an apology. He's airing it out all over TCU. Then he hurt his shoulder and could do nothing after that. And, I mean, literally, if you look at the game, they scored 21 points in like the first half, and they didn't do anything hardly in the second half. Um, I, I can't bet this game. Let's, be, but I, I would lean Texas. I have no. What's going on?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I, I I'm not taking this game. I would say Texas just because that's the line that's telling you mm-hmm. to take, but no idea. Also, I mean Oklahoma State. Let's go back to my observation from week one. Oklahoma State's defense is terrible. Mm-hmm. So I would lean Texas for that, but weirder things have happened in Dundee world.
0: Exactly. Ben, um, and this wow. would also
1: be, this would also be, I think if they win this game, regardless, of Spencer Sanders, of it's another step is, is Texas getting back to where they want to be like, you know, Kings of the big 12, even though they're going to the mm-hmm. sec. Um, if they lose this game, it's like, okay, well, this is the Texas we've had like the past couple years. As soon as you think they're playing good football, it's like slip up. And this isn't, a true slip-up. It's on the road yeah. in a conference game against Mike Gundy, but your favorite by almost a touchdown.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it definitely does feel like you're paying the tax here on Texas, but still though, I, I'm, I just think you can't bet on that game in general. Another game though, I was actually very close to pulling the trigger on number 17, Kansas state's going to take on, is going to go on the road at number eight, TCU. This game is going to be on 8 PM on Fox sports one. It would be on Fox, but they got the MLB on there. Um, Ben, the spread on this game is three and a half.
1: The only way K State wins this game is if they keep the scoring low. If it gets into a shootout, I think TCU wins um, and covers in that case. I, I just, I, TCU's offense is explosive. It's been relentless. Quentin Johnson, if you don't know his name, he's number one on TCU, is one of the best receivers we have in college football. That dude is a freak. Uh especially on one-on-one catches. I I have I'm staying off because I have no idea. In a case like this, I think I would usually take the points. Um, uh, so I would lean Kansas State, but I can very easily convince myself to take the points for TCU.
0: Um, so Ben, this is the way I look at this game. So, first of all, there's 17 mile per hour crosswinds. That's why the total came down so much in this game. Um, I was actually looking at the over- for that. Um, so the total opened at uh 62, 63 and 60. a half and now it's at 54 and a half because of those crosswinds I'm not messing around with any crosswinds that's the type of stuff you don't want anything to do with especially on those plains and in, in a state like Texas where it's wide open and there ain't no hills um look I actually like TCU if this game gets down to three I might just have to take them out of principle here I actually think TCU Rita is a pretty good team favorite. I mean, going on the road, playing at Kansas in that game, and the fact they still won it, I thought they played pretty well there. Um, I thought still coming back and beating Oklahoma. I I feel like they found more to their team last week against Oklahoma State. I watched that entire game, and this team was more of, you know, like an air it out, and they realized that Oklahoma State was letting them run the football, and they actually ran the ball really, really well. At the same time, too, I mean, Kansas State beat Oklahoma, but Dylan Gabriel missed a lot of open throws in that game down the field, and Oklahoma still got theirs even with a backup quarterback in there and almost came back and won the game. I mean, it's Adrian Martinez playing on the road in a conference game between race They are coming off a of bye, which helps. Yeah, but I also feel like I feel like at this point that so many people bet on sports now and kind of knows to look for stuff like that, that it's baked in the numbers at this point in time with teams off a of bye. So with that, all that being said, I think if it goes to minus three, I might have to fire on TCU, but I can't go anything official in this game.
1: Yep. Yeah, too tough. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben. I do I I know it's a lower level game. Probably most people aren't watching. I need to find out. I know you don't like the kid, Charlie Brewer. Um, Liberty is six and one. They're mm-hmm. home against BYU and they're plus seven. I know that we've been talking about take the line, take the number that the line tells you to take, which is BYU in this case. But a home team, coached by Hugh Freeze and Charlie Brewer, who I know can put up some points, uh, getting a touchdown at home is something I am very much looking into. And there's six BYU is four and three, and Liberty can put up some points.
0: Yeah, I actually don't hate this one at all, Ben, For the, with what you're saying. Look, on top of this, when the way I look at this game as well is BYU. I mean, their tackling is terrible. Arkansas absolutely destroyed them. They're also coming out of a physical game where Arkansas beat them up last week. BYU's two different teams on their play at home in a way. I'm not going to touch this game personally, but I, mean, the I, like, defense, I like your the angle defense on
1: favors – the defense
0: favors Liberty by a lot. Exactly. I think BYU is the, the offense for
1: BYU doesn't favor BYU a whole bunch. I just, I'm not betting on Liberty with a backup quarterback, but if Charlie Brewer is playing, mm-hmm. I think I might take the home dog at a touchdown.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's probably baked in the line that he's not playing, but Hey, we'll see what happens. Ben, um, anything else from you before we get up out of here?
1: That is all Hawks want to know shout out hashtag. We move.
0: Yeah, hashtag we move, guys. DeJounte Murray and Trey Young look look legit. Um, it's a pretty weak card this week, guys, for NFL and for college football. Ben and I will have officials out on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow – Baseball,
1: the, what's your prediction tonight? 2-0 or 1-1? 1-1. I took the Yankees.
0: Took the Yankees. Yeah, did what you I didn't take say? anything. Okay. I didn't take anything. I leaned the
1: over, but I didn't take anything.
0: I like that look. Yankees hit left as oh, well. There's a rumor –
1: that Rob Manfred is forcing the Astros to open the dome today. Mm -hmm. You heard anything about that? Is that legal? Why wouldn't the Houston Astros be like, dude, I own this stadium.
0: I didn't even know that was a thing. That's interesting. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. Sounds good. Well, Once again, guys, we appreciate everyone tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon.